2: 1053 FMHG2. It's Allie Lofton. We're rolling into the last hour, four o'clock of the food show. Tom and Mary Ann are taking a little break, which gives the rest of us who really love to be here with you talking about food, talking about drinks, talking about cooking, talking about uh, going out, and eating at restaurants, and, and all of that um, an opportunity to share with you where we've been and what we've been doing. Uh, you know, I took the I took the first hour to tell you about Loft and & Oysters and our business and our company, and I, I feel like we're rounding out that. Gregory called in. Thanks, Gregory. I'm glad you were our first caller. Um, please call in and talk to me, guys. I, I just want to hear what's going on with you. I know you're eating out. I know you're cooking. I know you're cooking some amazing things. Two six zero six three six eight and just tell me whatever. Uh, Doug and I are having a great time, and this, is, this has been my first opportunity to hang out with Doug. Um, usually it's Logan, so I appreciate the fresh blood um, and the conversation, but I wanna talk to you too. So I'm gonna round out about Loft and Hours, and then we're gonna roll into this next hour about where I've been eating, what I've been doing, because I don't just do Loft and Oysters. I don't live my life eating oysters all the time, although I do eat a lot of oysters because they are that good. So, you know, again, my closeout question is, are you an all-around oyster eater, uh, raw, cooked, doesn't matter? Do you stop eating raw at a certain time because you're just not finding the good stuff? And, hey, if you are finding the good stuff, if you are shopping at a place that has consistently good oysters, not the milky, white, my mother-in-law, Linda, just just she hates milky oysters, and so do I, um, if you're finding consistently good oysters that you would eat raw year-round, call in and tell us, please. Um, but, you know, basically I was closing out telling Doug that, you know, we, we are not for everybody. You don't go into business thinking that, you know, you're for everybody and that everybody's going to love your product. But um, the first festival that we went to that started our selling point was the Oyster Jam um off of ferret in january of 14 we took 13 sets that we had hand molded we'd spent the two prior weeks hand molding Um, now at that point we didn't have kids so we would stay up um doug and uh, after we would work all day and we would eat dinner and we would make drinks and we would sit down till two or three o'clock in the morning drinking and molding oysters
0: how about the consistency after that? Yeah, too? exactly. All <laughs> right.
2: So my point is that the further we got into the number of drinks, the more creative
0: oh, looking I mean. yeah.
2: those oysters became.
0: Now, you, you you still hand mold them. Is that correct? Yes. Uh, do, do, do you... Uh, it, it has to be a process, otherwise you couldn't make as many as you do.
2: Well, so you know you know how when you're, I know you said you're not the big cooker, but you are the big eater. But I'm sure you've observed enough, you know, oyster cooking um, in your lifetime that, you know, when you're pulling them out of the sack, you're looking for the, is this thing going to stand up on the grill? Because how are you even going to put it on the grill? How are you going to even cook it if it doesn't? Right so you're looking to the bottom of it like does it have anything you got to chip off like another baby oyster like can I prop it up against something or whatever. Um so so we found in the in the duration of concepting, you know, this business and this product, we found the ideal oysters. Okay. And then we found them and like had a flat enough bottom so we cast a plaster mold of them. Ah, which we still have Mm -hmm. right and and most ceramicists and artists actually use molds right because you you have to have a consistency in your product for it to be able to function correctly especially if you're talking about something that you're going to cook with and is not just an art piece so um we cast a plaster mold of it and of these 12 you know, intricately curated every time we bought a sack of oysters or whatever, or no, no kidding, uh, went to a restaurant, ate the oysters, examined the back of them, and thought, hmm, you know what? I'm going to take this one home. Let's just wipe it off, clean it off, put it in my purse, and, and take it home to make the mold of it. So we cast the plaster mold of it, and now we take the clay and we ball it up, and we press it into this mold
1: okay. that,
2: that we make. Um, and then we pull it out, and then we finish it to make sure that it has all of those specific functionality points um, that we talked about. Even sides, depth, width, um, flat bottom, et cetera.
0: I'm sure you're pretty good at that by right now.
2: Yeah, yeah. Well, um, you know, it's funny because people will ask us, you know, wait a minute you guys just sit around and and mold, like y'all don't have backgrounds in ceramicists, y'all aren't artists, and we're like, no. YouTube is the mother of invention. And laziness, I think, is the saying. But really, it's like, I had this idea I had some motivation. I wanted more oysters, less work. Let me see what's going on. Let me YouTube a few things, right? Like my generation, uh, Tom and Marianne always talk about millennials on the station and kind of like where food is going as a result of millennials. I'm not saying we're lazy, y'all. I am a very hard worker. But yeah, we we wanted this thing. We wanted um, to make it easier to do it. But we built this business out of our garage. We bought 50 pounds of clay. We bought the smallest kiln we could afford. And we sat around drinking cocktails and molding oyster shells. And that's how we started this business.
0: And you have, uh, you fire your own or do you ship that Oh,
2: no, 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 we fire our own. We have two kilns. In fact, if you know somebody you gotta get rid of, let me know, because I can (laughs) fit in my kilns. I'm just kidding y'all, it's a joke. Uh, but yeah that's how big they are I and mean, how did
0: you uh, how did you uh come across the the particular um uh oh it escapes me the, the clay the, no, no the clay of the, we, we' know about the clay okay yeah uh but the the glaze is what I was oh, talking about you glaze
2: know I mean? is actually a du- actually a dilution of clay yeah mm-hmm. right so it's just it's just a dilution a less thick version of clay with pigment
0: with pigment in it Mm -hmm. glazed on so it looks like the inside of a
2: it looks oyster and operates like a real oyster shell yes but it can stand up to direct flame
0: yes and uh, the reason for the glaze is because uh, if it's just green wherever you just uh Look at it. It is porous, actually. The clay is a bit more porous, and that's why you put the glaze on so that uh, you have—it cleans up well.
2: Correct. So it so it, um, it has the wipeability, if you will. Correct, yeah. Um, and so, um, like I, I said to you all before, you know, it's a mouthful of a word, but vitrification. Vitrification means it locks out the moisture, but the way that the glaze is applied allows it, just like your casserole dish, to just— wipe it clean um or you know just like when you put anything in the dishwasher and you clean it it just kind of like melts away off of it so Um, But thank you all for giving me the opportunity to tell you about that. Again, you know, maybe you're an oyster eater out there and your method works good for you and and you like it. You know, I'm not here to tell you about uh, ways that you should be doing it differently. I'm here to tell you about ways that you could be doing it differently. And if you've worked a 10 or 12 hour day, which God knows many of us have, um, but you still want your oysters at the end of the day, it is certainly an opportunity to do so.
0: Which oysters, uh, which method, uh, or, or, or how do you, what is your favorite cooked oyster?
2: Okay. Um, I'm glad you asked because I, I'm very particular about this. So back when we, again, I told you all, I'm, I'm not from um, New Orleans. I'm not from the South. I grew up in the Midwest. And so uh, my husband actually introduced me to seafood. In fact, I started eating a whole bunch of seafood because I wanted to impress my husband. I, I wanted him to think that I was an adventurous eater. And I remember the first time that I ate an oyster, I went and had visited my mother, my mother-in-law, and I was staying at her house um, during Christmas break because I was still in college. And I, had, I came down here, I don't know if you, Doug, if you know this, and how I met my husband is because I did Katrina cleanup. I came out down with my university to do Katrina cleanup, and I met my husband right here, actually at the end of Poitras at Hilton Riverside. Um, he was bartending, and I had come with my group, so we were staying there. And we were dating for about nine months, and uh, I hadn't eaten oysters yet. And so this is, this is over a decade ago. This is 13 years ago. I went and visited my mother-in-law, and she scooped one out of the bucket, a big P&J. And she held it, this is in December, so good, meaty, fat, oyster, salty, and she hung it above me, and she said, here, take this. And I remember opening it up, I'm like, this is it, I gotta impress my husband. So I opened it up, and I took it, it was delicious, and I loved it. But my preferred way my preferred topping for cooking it is actually this recipe that we have on our website you know of course i found it online um it's on our pinterest page too but it's sriracha lime butter do you eat sriracha doug
0: anything hot
2: okay yes right so of course sriracha is very hot um so it's you know you you get the clarified butter you top it with the oyster you top it with a squeeze of lime uh sriracha and then after after you cook it in the oven you pull it out and you put it cilantro on it and it is to die for it is everything i love spicy food i love herbs i'm a big herb eater and anything in in my drinks um, in my food i love fresh herbs Um, it is probably, I mean, it is, it is my favorite recipe. So if anybody's looking for any recipes, you know, 4th of July is coming up in a couple of weeks. I don't know if y'all the char and oysters, but we have tons of recipes on our website. Um, and that is probably my number one. I love it. I'm not a big breadcrumb on my oyster. And I think sometimes people overdo the breadcrumbs, Doug. You know, it, it's it's too much. I still want the flavor and the texture of my oyster. I don't want it gummied up with a bunch of breadcrumbs. I think some people overdo the breadcrumbs. Um, but but that's it. That's about loft and oysters. And um, thank you all for for letting me tell you about it. Doug, where have you been eating? At home. At home. Okay. Well, I'm gonna make you a plate of food today because I brought I brought a whole bunch of food flu- a whole bunch of food. Um, that we were going to have like a, a little happy hour menu. So I'm going to send you home with some food because I got I got plenty here. Um, but my big thing lately that um, I've been doing so Gregory asked earlier if I had any kids. I have a four year old boy and a two year old girl. And, you know, my husband and I, Kyle and I, we like to eat out. You know, I mean, we can't do it a ton um but we we want to teach our kids how to behave in restaurants um you know and at four and two it's tough um you know we want to expose them to different food types we want to get out you know we're we're doing the 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 daily grind and the hustle and bustle of work and dinner baths and and bedtimes during the week and we cook every night we cook every night, so our our routine from 4:30 to eight 8:30 is dinner prep and cooking, and um, eating and cleanup and and baths and bedtimes. Um, so on the weekends we want to get out of the grind. So um, this weekend we went to Elizabeth's. Have you been there? Uh, not yet. Okay, it's really good. Um, we went for the first time. I've been knowing about it for a while, but uh, we went we went for the first time. And it was really great. Um, Very laid back. Um, It's a two-story building um, at the, you know, you kind of have to wind through, but you follow, like, North Peters down, and you make a right, and you make a left, and you find some parking at at Gaillet. And um, we went there. It's a two-story. The downstairs was busy, um, but the upstairs was empty. It hadn't And we go early, okay, We go at, like, when they open, when our kids are most well-behaved, right? And they're not ready to, like, uh, run around and make a fuss. Hey, if y'all have any advice out there, like, you grew up taking your kids. I mean, I've spoken to Marianne and Tom about it, so I have their input. But if y'all are out there and you have advice for um, teaching your kids, you know, how how to behave and, um, operate in restaurants you know do you take a whole regime with you do you take crowns and paper and and things for them to do or or do you just have conversations i'm seeking advice here y'all because i'm in the throes of that right now so if somebody has some some advice two six zero six three six eight. so we went to elizabeth's um, and we went upstairs and it's super laid back, which I feel like, you know, obviously a lot of New Orleans restaurants are. And they weren't, like, extremely prompt, but they sat us within 15 minutes of being there. But let me tell you, 15 minutes as a parent with your kids, like, what are we doing and when are we doing it and how are we doing it? It's like, it'll drive you crazy. Um, so they fat, sat us within 15 minutes. Um, and they were wonderful. The um I think erica was her name um the waitress that helped us we submitted our kids orders which was um their special with waffles um and homemade whipped cream and blueberries um and their candied pecan bacon we submitted it immediately so the kids could eat because it was probably nine o'clock at this point and the kids hadn't had any food so we submitted that they got it out lickety split. And it was awesome. And I'm going to tell you all more about that. And you're going to call in and give me advice when we get back from break. Talk to you all. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. We're back. It's the food show with Allie Lofton, Lofton Oysters, the oyster lady, and Doug. Doug, I have loved talking with you. It's been fun, and I've loved talking with you guys. Even though you're not calling in, it's no big deal. Um, Talked to Greg earlier, and I think we've got Ron on. Ron, thanks for calling, Ron.
3: Hey, Allie, how are you doing?
2: I'm well, and I hear you're gonna be here tomorrow.
3: That's what I hear, so I will be there, and it's always my pleasure to fill in. I've got a couple of questions for you, Allie.
2: Yes, let's chat, Ron.
3: Okay, uh, number one, do these come in different sizes or is it kind of a one size that's all? It,
2: it's it, you know I mean oysters come in different sizes, but essentially it is the average size of an oyster. I mean now I've seen some big oysters, but to give you sort of some measurements, um, they are anywhere between four and a four, four and four and a half long, three to three and a half wide, and um, one and a half to two inches depth. So that gives you a substantial volume to fill with an oyster and a topping.
3: Okay, next question on the toppings. I love to cook, have a lot of experience, and I love oysters.
2: I listen to you you call in often, so I'm familiar with you. I always listen to your insight.
3: Well, I appreciate it. Thank you. Do you have any uh, like a cookbook or any suggested? Uh,
2: Gosh, I would know, love to. Things? I would love to write a cookbook. Maybe um, when my kids are in their in their teen years, maybe that's what I'll dive into. Um, but from for right now, I curate them on our Pinterest page, Loft and Oysters. Um, okay. dot com. I, I don't know if you if you do Pinterest, but that's where everything of mine lives, um, so that I can okay. access it all the time. And then I do have my top recipes. On our website, like the ones, like so, the ones that I was talking about earlier with the sriracha lime butter, that's on our recipe page on our website.
3: Now, where would we purchase these?
2: Um, so you live locally, right, Ron?
3: Yes, I'm or, in Tremé, right by the quarter.
2: Okay, um so uh, Rue Royale, um, down there on Royal Street, they carry them. If you're if you're talking about the French Quarter, uh, yes. Okay, so they're, they're the French Quarter spot. Um, we sell them on Magazine Street, Pots a Lot. We sell them Martin's Wine Cellar, um, more Uptown. Uh, we sell them at Dorgnacks, We sell them at Langenstein's. We sell them at Ra- um, some select Rouse's locations, not all Rouse's. Um, so they're, I mean, they're all over the city.
3: That sounds great. I'm going to pick some up at Rue Royale. Yeah, oh, absolutely. No, I, love,
2: I love Michelle over there. She's super great. Um, I love the store for lots of other, you know, cooking type things as well. Um, but do you have a recipe that, that, I mean, obviously you don't own the shells, but do you have a recipe that's your go-to recipe that's not like just time? the char-grilled?
3: How much time do we have? I'm just kidding. I like to experiment, <laughs> so I would do them a couple of different ways. One of the things that I really like is I like fresh spinach. Okay, yeah. I also like, like, you cook uh, it down.
2: You cook the spinach down. Yes. Yeah.
3: So, I, I, I'm liking fresh spinach. I'm thinking maybe even some sun-dried tomatoes.
2: Ooh, okay. A little
3: touch of uh, a red per flake. Uh-huh. And then I'm going to put it. I'm gonna put a uh, little bit of Parmesan on there.
2: Okay, yeah. Love Parmesan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I like that you didn't say breadcrumbs, because I mentioned earlier, sometimes it gets a little gummied up. You know, with the breadcrumbs. Um, yes. So I like it, and I I love fresh fresh vegetables. I love fresh herbs. Um, so any recipe that's done like that, um, that isn't gummied up with the breadcrumbs, I really like.
3: Oh, it sounds great. I'm going to go get some, and uh, I'm going to continue listening to the show. It's a great show.
2: Yeah, thanks. And I'm going to listen to you tomorrow. I was going to tell you the last time you were on, I loved listening to Monolito. So um, I had been there right after you had talked with them um, and loved that. So best of luck tomorrow. I'll be tuning in to you as well, and thanks for calling in.
3: You're welcome, Allie. Anytime. My pleasure.
2: Okay, thanks, Ron. Bye. Bye-bye. All right, so we're rounding out the last half hour of the show. I hope you've enjoyed listening. Um, you know, I had a I had an opportunity to talk about Loft and oysters in my business, but um, I was telling you before Ron called in about Elizabeth's. Um, uh, you follow North Peters around, and just like any street um, or any direction to a restaurant, you hook a right and you hook a left. Um, but um, it's right on the corner there of North Peters in Gaia and and um, on. They were really great. They sat us quickly um, within 15 minutes. We got drinks. I got, you know, I was telling you that I really love fresh herbs in my cocktails, especially summertime. Like I'm, I'm growing an herb garden right now. I have all different kinds of herbs. I have lavender. I have basil. I have oregano. I have thyme. I have lemon thyme. Um, I have um, several varieties of mints, and I love incorporating those into our drinks, um, and and one of the things that I had there was a pineapple jalapeno margarita. And it was delicious. Now, I, I will tell you, um, oh, we have another caller? Yay, let's hear Steven. Steven. Steven, Stephen? Stephen?
4: Yes. Steven.. Yeah. Yes, I'm hey. here.
2: Oh, good, you called. Hi.
4: Mm-hmm. I've been listening, but okay. I usually don't call till the last half hour.
2: Oh, I didn't know that. No- I I well I you know, I always listen to you. Are you gonna tell mm-hmm. me yeah. about your Crab Imperial recipe or are you gonna tell me about yep. something else?
4: No Crab Imperial okay. recipe. Tell me, let's right. share it. I make a, a Vegamel, a a white roux. Yes. Add a little bit of mayonnaise
2: mm-hmm.
4: and then add lump crab meat. Yes. It's either Jumbo lump or regular lump, sometimes some of each.
2: Okay, but nothing else, always the lump.
4: Yeah, always the lump. Okay. Although I do make crab cakes with this, what Mm -hmm. we refer to Mm -hmm. as special. Yeah. Uh, And I don't put much in there. Um, With the crab cake, I do add a a little uh, breadcrumbs. Right. And then I put them in this scallop dish the crab imperial in yeah. the scallop dish. Right. Uh very gingerly put the vegamel and mayonnaise in with the crab meat and then I put it on a you know, whatever my
3: serving uh, pieces.
2: Well now this sounds very straightforward. Are there any other yeah. like little special seasonings that you're not telling us about?
0: Um
2: Mayonnaise, no, I, bechamel. I,
4: I, I grind up um, a little
2: uh, and, and mm, Steven, I think mix, we're having a tough time with you coming through.
4: Are you there? Yes, are you there, back there now? you go. That's better. Yeah. That's much better, okay. yeah. So I put a little onions and a little green pepper and run yep. them through a grinder. Yep. So they're very small. hmm And uh, mix them in with the bechamel. Okay. And then I put it in the serving dish, and then I dust it with with breadcrumbs.
2: Okay. Yes.
4: And then I put it in a hot oven Yep. Uh, until it bubbles, and then it's ready. I need some right now. Of course, right the creme is already cooked. Right. So,
2: I yeah. need some right now. Yeah. That I feel like. So
4: I mean, this this uh, recipe has. I'm from Delaware, mm-hmm. and it won the best crab imperial uh, for fifteen years.
2: I can't see why not. I need some right now. Yeah. In fact, if my husband's listening, I, I feel like you need to run to the yeah. grocery store, honey, and go get some crab.
4: Yeah. Now, w- what is the pilferage rate in restaurants for your for your oyster shells? Do you know?
2: Oh, well, I mean, it it really kind of, just like with any business, I mean, you know, you've done it. um, There's price breaks for for the different quantities. So, like, when you're talking about a high-volume restaurant, um, Mm -hmm. you know, that's turning hundreds of oysters Mm -hmm. recipes out, you know, Mm -hmm. daily, like, you're going to get a much higher price break um, from that than maybe a small one that's just starting out and wanting to experiment. In fact,
4: Um, I'm so into oysters. I have a... I live in the Maroni, and mm-hmm. I have a spare lot, and I've built a uh, eight car garage, and instead of putting down concrete, I've put down oyster shells.
2: Yes, well, that's how they used to pave around yes. here, yeah. right?
4: Yeah. So uh, I have a granite slab driveway with oyster shells. Where I, I don't think that have actually granite. sounds beautiful. Right, you
2: have oyster shells, and
4: it it makes it my block doesn't uh, doesn't flood when other blocks in oh, front of good. me, beside me, and the back of me. Yeah. So with the oyster shells, you know, it's uh, not quite like having just dirt and grass to suck up the water, but the oyster shells, you know allow that
2: hey steven i have a question what's your favorite marini restaurant right now i have one in mind but i'm curious as to what yours is
4: yeah i i you know i've been a professional chef for years and i don't go out very often especially to the marini if i'm out i'm hungry and i'm in metairie so i eat a lot in metairie
2: oh really okay so
4: um you know, I don't, and I, I'm, I've got a back problem, so I can't walk
2: oh, <laughs> more than two okay. blocks. And okay, that's gotcha. It. So sure. I'm
4: limited on where I can go till I get this back problem solved. Okay. Um, so I don't walk to the marinade, um like I used to when I was younger.
2: Sure. Well, aren't we all falling apart the older we get? I get you. Yeah. Well, thank you so much, Stephen, for calling in. I appreciate it. We're going to take a break, and I loved talking with you, and I'll talk to you again later. 2606368 oh, when we get back. Thanks so much, guys. 10513 FMHG2 W W L. That's all I'm gonna give you. We're back. Twenty minutes left. Doug, I don't want 20 minutes to be left. This has been so much fun. In fact, I want to just take the opportunity to shout out to the guest hosts um, from several days prior. Chef Duke. Love Chef Duke. Man, so excited. Um, you know, I got the basics. I live I live over in Old Metairie. He's, he's not quite going to be opening um, his new restaurant in Old Metairie. Um, but over there by the mall area, uh, Dab, he said, I'm super psyched about it. I can't wait to go. Listen, I was devastated when Cafe Giovanni closed. I mean devastated. And I remember that rainstorm. God, that was crazy um, in August. But Chef Duke, man, you're always awesome. You're always on point. Like, can't wait to go to the new place. Everybody, it's going to be over in Metairie near the mall. Call Dab chef duke he always knocks it out of the park kills it crushes it can't wait um scott craig and his boy um michael they were in he's awesome um you know love just listening to him talking about what they're doing talking about what they're eating where they're cooking um justin kennedy you know he's always cracking me up um gotta go see him soon at parkway po boys uh, Ron the gourmet waiter gonna be in tomorrow. these guys are awesome you know Marion and Tom they deserve um, some vacation. I'm just grateful to have a, an awesome guy on the other side in the driver's seat Doug you know helping me out uh, keeping me going love being here love the opportunity to be here with you so call me we have. 18 minutes left. 260-6368. Let's talk about it. I don't care what we're talking about. I was talking about Elizabeth's before. Taking my kids to eat. You know, how do you teach kids to behave in restaurants? Do you even take them? Do you take the whole regime? Do you take the crowns and the paper? Do you let your kids watch your phones? You know, um, uh, my, mom, my, my parents didn't have phones for us to watch. And although I don't remember is eating in a ton of restaurants. Doug, do you have kids? I don't
0: even know. No, I have no kids. Uh, I have cats. Okay. They, I never take you them take, to a you a
2: Although you can take dogs, I don't know why you couldn't take cats in restaurants.
0: Why would I want to?
2: Well, okay, all right, but you know it is New Orleans. Anything flies here. You know, you could take a cat on a leash, I feel like, if you can take a dog, but...
0: Well, if I asked my cats, do you want to go to a restaurant, they would say, uh, <laughs> why? <laughs>
2: At home. So I'm taking my kids out, and we're eating at Elizabeth's and they get a, a waffle and blueberries and fresh whipped cream, and I'm drinking a, a, a pineapple, uh a jalapeno margarita. It was delicious. Um we had a cornbread waffle with a duck and sweet potato mash. Yeah. It was delicious. And, in fact, they had several other things on the menu, which I'm absolutely going to go back for. And since the weekends are kind of my husband and I's time to get out um, out of our normal um, grind and routine, like, we're definitely going to have to go back. But what's your favorite restaurant to take children to? I have to go with any breakfast place because my kids are most well-behaved in the morning. They're not running around like crazy. People like, ugh um you know they're they're willing to just kind of chill maybe we'll get up and walk around the restaurant with them my kids are super social they love to say hi to everybody my my son is so cute um he walks up to anybody says hi my name and he says his full name hi my name is Kale patrick lofton and i'm from new orleans that's what he says um, so he's awesome, and, and we're trying to teach him the line between introducing yourself and being the friendly New Orleanian that, you know, you want him to be, but also, like, stranger danger. You know, like, don't go tell everybody on the planet who you are because, you know, you never know who you're going to run into. But And then my, my daughter, my two-year-old daughter, Hazel, she's just following in his footsteps, you know. Um, so... They're fun. I also love going to Cake Cafe um for breakfast time. Um the kids love picking out their pastries in the case. They always have great specials. Um the coffee is really good. You know, I was on here before in October. We had a, a coffee, um we had a coffee segment with um Tom Oliver, who owns Science Coffee. Uh, or Coffee Science, excuse me, sorry, Tom. Um, over off of Broad and you know, so I love taking them there. I love taking them to Kate Cafe. I love taking them to any any breakfast place. Um, but really, for me, what kind of makes or breaks that time is um, what seems to be the waiters or waitresses attentiveness to the children. I mean, I have definitely been to restaurants where they just completely ignore the kids. You know, there's no engagement with them. There's no conversation with them. And I don't, like, I personally do not feel like every restaurant needs to cater to whether or not children are, co- are going to come. Some places have crowns and paper and things for them to interact with, and some places don't. And I, I, quite frankly, I don't expect them to. I don't really feel like that that's something restaurants – should need to do in fact I don't even think I want to talk about this another time but should restaurants really have kids menus I mean maybe I'm one of those moms that just feels like that's a little above and beyond because I want my kids to eat what I'm eating now do I feed my kids mac and cheese periodically out of the box yes I do guilty okay they get it once a week it's the break I take from cooking and my husband because he cooks most nights too um so they do get the box mac and cheese all right you know y'all guilty but I really do try to enforce them trying what we're trying tasting what they're you know tasting what we're tasting and I am not beyond bribery okay I bribe my children you know maybe some of y'all are thinking you want to call in and tell me like don't bribe them just make them do it or maybe that is sound advice I don't know I'm shooting from the hip here most of the time with the kids but you know I do say yes of course like get over the hump of you know being afraid of tasting something I will give you a treat afterwards if you taste it for example um wild rice i love wild rice i only have one brand of wi- of wild rice i eat it's called mahatama you know that that rice brand i do okay all right so that is the only wild rice brand i eat i grew up on it i love it i've cooked other wild rice brands uncle ben's etc like I, I don't like anything other than than that brand and i'm probably not saying it correctly so i want to embarrass myself and say it again but you all know what i'm talking about and my son doesn't really like rice, um, so I bribed him. I was like, hey, if you eat this, eat a bite of this rice, because I wanted him to get over the fear of what it looked like. It looked weird. He didn't want to try it. So I was like, I'm going to bribe you. I'm going to give you a treat. I didn't have a treat. I didn't give him a treat, but in the time I bribed him, which is probably going to mess him up later, but whatever. I was like, hey, you try this bite of rice. I'll give you a treat afterwards because I knew he was going to love it. So I gave him a bite of it and he's like, "Mm, this is so good. Can I have some more rice, please? And I'm like, yes. And then later on, he didn't even remember about the treat that I bribed him with. But the point is, is like we always try to tell the kids like, you know, don't be afraid to try new things. Don't be afraid to experiment with food. And quite frankly, I am not a short order cook okay I am not going to slave over a hot meal my husband and I meal prep on Saturdays and Sundays for the whole week we think about what we're going to have we think about what we want to introduce the kids in I am not going to go through all of that labor duck and then be like yeah let me make you some mac and cheese or a PB&J it's not going to happen except for once a week and then that's the week that or that's the day that I don't cook to give myself a break um so if you have advice based on what I just said like are you cooking different things for your kids are are you making them try everything how do you get them to try everything how are you getting them to behave in restaurants I mean we could have a whole conversation I feel like about that um but so the The waitress came over, Erica and Elizabeth. She was amazing. She, you know, chatted with the kids. We got a couple of drinks. We got their food in. Their food came out immediately. They scarfed it down. Of course, it's 9 o'clock at this point, so they're starving. They scarfed it down. They walked around. They introduced themselves to everybody. um, And they had a great time. And we were in and out, I think, an hour and 15 minutes. And that is record. I mean, record time. Um so we had a great time. I'm definitely going to go back. There's lots of things on the menu. This like cabbage shrimp breakfast um with eggs combination that sounded really really good. Um I'm definitely going to try that. Lots of cocktails on, um, you know, on the breakfast menu. I'm going to try and um, I loved that. So I take my kids out for breakfast. That's probably the number one. You know, if I'm gonna get out with my kids, that's where I'm gonna go. So where are you? Where are you taking your kids? Do you take them out for breakfast? I do not take my children out for dinner. I don't. It's like, y'all, the witching hour exists. It's a real thing. It's from like four till bedtime, and they start losing their minds. So me trying to take my children to a, a dinner place if somebody has tips on that that i'm missing out on that i don't know about call me 260-6368 there are
0: no tips on that
2: oh you don't even have kids you have that's that's true
0: but i have i have i have well yeah that's true you know if if i took my cat to a restaurant he'd look at me and say "Uh -uh, Mm uh-uh you're probably taking me to the vet yeah and just telling me you're taking me to the restaurant that's what it's all about right uh, the question i wanted to ask you yeah is this now we've been through the restaurant deal here yeah what would drive you into the kitchen to cook because it was something you wanted to do or is that even a well, thing
2: wait like like for anything
0: no yeah well what would what would what do you love to cook
2: okay well i love to cook seafood and, and
0: what, what 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 why how wh- come
2: okay okay um because i am Always trying to figure out if I can teach myself new things. I like to challenge myself in the kitchen whenever um, my husband, Kyle, and I go out to eat or we're cooking with his family. I did not grow up with a family of adventurous eaters, okay? I'm from the Midwest. We ate hamburger. We ate steak. We ate pork. Okay, you did not eat seafood because you didn't know how long it took to get it there. You know what I'm saying? So... Um, When I met my husband, he started introducing to me, and right, we're on the coastlines, so we have proximity to a lot more fresher ingredients. I like to challenge myself. We go out to eat somewhere. We eat something we really love, and we say, hey, can we make that? Now, sometimes we bomb. Sometimes it's not good. Sometimes we overcook it. Sometimes we didn't season it properly. Sometimes it's just a bad cut. Um, But... Most of the times it's me saying like let's challenge ourselves and I'll tell you I'm going to give a shout out to my husband right now because honestly he's the better cook. He really is. I am the baker. I can make all things desserts, pastries, etc. with the right tools, but my husband is the cook and he knows that. So there you go. There you go, honey. I'm 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 letting people know that you're the cook. He made one time this amazing flounder that he stuffed with fried, day-old Popeye's chicken. He tore it off the bone. He cut it all up. He seasoned it. He wrapped it up in some mayonnaise with the trinity. And then he put it, stuffed it, cut cut the flounder open, sliced the flounder open, stuffed it inside the flounder, and then baked it. It was incredible. It's probably one of the most memorable dinners. And I think if I want to say he probably had some sort of variation of that or some sort of variation of stuffed fish that he extrapolated that idea and that concept from. Um, But we cook things that we get ideas from in the restaurant because with children y'all can't always come and go you really can't like we live and die by their routines most of the time a very routine oriented person so we cook a lot at home and that's why um and Kyle you know has been around the bounty of seafood he's from here he's a born and raised New Orleanian he grew up with great cooks so we try to push ourselves with things that we eat in restaurants and maybe want to then bring home with us and, and experiment with cooking on our own. Now I did go out recently and have squid pasta, and I don't think that I would recreate that at home. I don't think that I'm that efficient. It was delicious. I loved it. It was at Sophia's, of Julia. But um,
0: no squid ink for you then. Huh?
2: No. Well, I loved it. I ate it, but I don't think I could cook it. I don't think so. Wow, you guys, we only have five minutes left. It makes me really sad, Doug. I've loved talking to you. Um, Thank you for the callers out there. Thank you, Gregory. Thank you, Ron. Thank you, Steven. I really appreciate you calling in. Thank you so much, Doug, for chatting with me. I'm glad that Marianne and Tom are taking a break. They deserve it. Um, I've had a great time. If anybody wanna wants to call in with one last-ditch effort and ask a question or say anything or give advice, I'm open. I'm game. Otherwise, I hope you all are going out. Planning on a place to eat, maybe taking some tips from where we've talked about today or planning something for the weekend. But I want to remind you all we're doing a cooking demonstration, Loft and Oysters is, at the Southern Food and Beverage Museum this Saturday at 1 o'clock in the Jen Air Rouse's um, kitchen. They have the gumbo garden that they've just built in the back. So we're going to be putting some on the pit. Um, We're going to be cooking some in the oven under the broiler. We grab a drink at Toops. We tell our story. We cook. There's samples. It's awesome. Join us Saturday 1 p.m. Get some tips for 4th of July, right? I know you're cooking for 4th of July. Maybe you were thinking about doing oysters. Come get some recipe tips. Um... But I guess I just I want to round out the show with, you know, um, just the concept that we've been talking about, um, which is children at home. But now, like what we're cooking at home with our kids, Um, like I told you, I try not to be a short order cook. I'm not going to cook a home a whole meal just for my children to be like, I don't want this. I want mac and cheese in the box. Well, we are not a mac and cheese in the box family every night. Okay, one night a week. I said that. Um, so, what do you guys cook at home, and how do you get your kids to try food at the house? Now, Doug, you may not have kids, but you have family with kids. Okay. What have Absolutely. you observed?
0: Well, any time a kid sees somebody enjoying something, mm-hmm. and they figure, well, they're, no, we're not going to let them have it. Okay. You can't have this. Oh, you okay. You can't have this. This oh. is this is for mom and dad only. You
2: okay. You can't
0: have it. Guess what they want?
2: Yeah, okay. The bait and switch. You're bait and <laughs> switching it. I get it. Yeah. Yeah, it's like reverse psychology. That's what it is. Absolutely. Freudian reverse psychology. Kyle, are you listening to this? We're going to try this tonight. We're having salad at the house. The kids don't really eat salad. So Mondays... Much too green. Yeah. Mon- Mondays is salads at the Lofton house, okay? We, we are trying to infuse... Uh, we're trying to infuse greens into the house. We're trying to honestly um, uh, cleanse ourselves from the weekends, okay? We allow ourselves to indulge a little bit more. You know, we've been making cocktails with... Uh, the, the fresh herbs from our garden and our mint plants and um, remember I told you we were trying to recreate cocktails and stuff from food from restaurants so we had the cocktail Elizabeth's and I told my husband I said baby look up a recipe because we're going to make it at the house and we have jalapenos at the house and that's what I figured out okay first of all number one don't buy that crap canned pineapple stuff okay buy the fresh stuff if you don't want to cut it up yourself i totally get it i don't do it either okay it's so time consuming but buy the fresh already cut we have a jalapeno plant so we cut it up the fresh jalapeno and um the pineapple is the key doug is cueing my music i don't want to leave you all okay but good night cheers get a great bite to eat i hope you're cooking something fabulous 105.3 FM HD 2, love y'all, good night, happy eating.